Wednesday, Unwoke Nation, and I'd like to welcome you to episode 36 of The Unwoke Show, where free speech is welcome, all subjects are on the table, and your boys Rich and Tim bring you the latest and greatest news every single week, and all for your enjoyment, baby. I'm your co-host, Rich, along with my buddy here, Tim. How you doing, Timmy? Good, and you Rich, man? Doing great, man, doing great. It is great to be back, and yes, I know it's been a lot of, lot of vacation time and settling down, a little bit of football, oh, yeah. and also... Uh, Those holidays, man, they sneak up on you so they, fast. Yeah, they, you know what else sneaks up on you? About a good five to seven pounds between that and Christmas, doesn't yeah, it? No joke, man. That is no joke. So, hey guys. I got we, some work to do with the gym, that's for sure. Yep. <laughs> that's okay, brother. So, hey guys, we are so happy for you guys uh, to be uh, back again. You know, so uh, we definitely missed you guys. And I know being so busy uh, these last couple weeks and also we are definitely great, to, uh, happy to be able to bring us Bring it on home here for the end of the year, and um, and so, but hey, guys, as always, you know, we definitely want to get you guys involved uh, and hear a little bit more about some of the things that you know you want to talk about. So, uh, like I said, once again, you can always write us at unwoke the show. Dot com. Um, com. Again, that is feedback at unwoke the show.com. We want to hear from you guys as always. Um, yeah, man, it's uh, this year has been crazy, and what waits? Uh, what better way to tie it off than a good old Republican grudge match, man? Yep, there we go. Yep, so we we saw some swinging and spitting, as you could say. Yeah, it was. <laughs> uh, uh, it was watching four grown children argue on stage, and. I think we had some new uh, statements or new memes come out of that uh, discussion topic, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we heard of... Man dresses? Ah, uh, yes, 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 yes. We will definitely uh, get, to, get to that. No, um, yeah, it was. You know, we, uh, Tim and I, we actually sat down and we watched the... Uh, the the whole debate uh, a couple of weeks ago and uh, I mean it, it was good no I mean I, I think we were so enthralled and they were just like okay you know what maybe let's just really sit down grab some popcorn and, and a in a beer and call yeah. it day you know <laughs> so so it's like yeah but um, but yeah guys it was really interesting I mean for those of you guys remember it was actually down there in Alabama I think it was the fourth debate that went on and uh, yeah I mean we were seeing previous weeks and all that we saw the the pool was starting to get a, a little bit smaller uh, from last time so now it came down to uh, four candidates being uh, Florida Governor uh, Ron DeSantis uh, former UN representative and also uh, South Carolina Governor uh, Nikki Haley yep. um, businessman uh, Vivek Ramaswamy and former Governor of New Jersey Chris Christie yep. so uh, 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 as we saw again where I think for now the fourth time where so uh, former President Donald Trump was not in attendance of the debate, and I'm sure a lot of people are still asking the question. But I know he's got a lot of other things that are going on right now. Uh, so, but uh, yeah, you know what? It was a very interesting debate. Now, what's your what's your thoughts of it, Tim? Um, yeah, we're gonna just go ahead and start with that. Um, I it, it started off um, hot. Let's just. Let's just go from there, right? There, there was no uh, rolling in, getting warmed up. Um, it just started hot, stayed hot, and that's Coming in hot. all there was to it, right? Um, you have Vivek Ramaswamy uh, holding up a notepad saying that uh, Nikki is corrupt, right? Never seen that before, man. No. I mean, the, the trending on hit on that action right there was like, wow. Yeah, he uh, said, I don't have a woman problem. You have a, a corruption problem. 
and he and that I think that's what people need to know. Nikki is corrupt. This is a woman who will send your kids to die so she can buy a bigger house. I mean, talk about savage. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he had people in the in the audience. They were some were laughing, some were clapping. I'm sure some of them were probably his own. You know, supporters and all, but uh, but you know, guys, while we were watching this uh, uh, Unwoke Nation, you know, we actually tried to keep up with um, a lot of the trends that actually go on uh, on Twitter just to see people's responses were. So it's amazing how people respond so quickly. And uh, I forgot what it was. I think it was like you know, Nikki hashtag Nikki is corrupt. Yeah. And so many people were just talking about it. It's like I mean, it was a. I guess you could say it was a hit, you know, just because it was so shocking that somebody would do that as a candidate. Yeah. Uh, so he he continues on with saying that um, all three candidates, um, he so he uh, let me back that up. He blames all three candidates for turning on Trump after using him for money and endorsements, and then drops truth nukes. Uh, J6 was an inside job. The 2020 election was stolen. The government lied about 9-11. The Great Replacement is not a conspiracy theory. I see, and, and I just love the statement, truth nukes. Are you kidding me? But I, I think that's the one thing, like, with... Um you can kind of see from like a little bit of the downfall, I, I would say, of the Ramaswamy campaign. It seemed like he came out where it's another guy, you know, trying to run for president that's uh, uh, not politics as usual, you know, trying to come out with certain things that he had in mind and also. And I think that really kind of grabbed everybody's attention. But I think after the first debate, and I know we're here to talk about the fourth one, but, you know, when you think about the first debate and uh, doing exactly what you were talking about, Tim, I mean, yeah. he was just out there, you know, he's just attacking people and saying Chris Christie was bought off and, you know, Nikki, which, I mean, him and Nikki have been going at it for prep for every debate that's been going on. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, and in my opinion, so I feel like Vivek has kind of lost exactly where it is he wants, where he thinks he should, America should go. I feel like he's not really talking about a lot of the policies that it has in mind. It's more about, as you have said, it's more like conspiracy theorists. Yeah. You know, it's conspiracy theorists. You guys won't battle Trump, you know. So, that, I mean, we have people who are trending, so I'm saying, like, is Vivek looking for a VP spot for Trump or something? Yeah. I mean, I, wh where are we going here? To the great replacement theory, which we've talked about before, right? Um, there was a definite tone, you could tell, where everybody was swinging at Haley. Obviously, she is the front runner. Yes. Right right now um and front runner with regards to a legitimate shot of beating trump mm -hmm. and so uh desantes and ramaswamy um they instantly jumped on uh, big corporate business and nikki's endorsements right mm -hmm. right um that week it was announced that the um uh, that she received the endorsement from the Coke Connected Americans for Prosperity. Um, right? They uh, taking money from Wall Street donors, specifically Reed Hoffman. Um, he gave two hundred fifty thousand to a Haley backing super PAC that week. Um, basically, she was called out that says you've got all. You're starting to get these big donors, big super PACs. And you're essentially going to be beholden to them. And she fired back 
um, on that topic and said that while I have, you know, earned the endorsement, and she even earned the endorsement from the New Hampshire governor, right? But she has said that while they may have their policies, those are not my policies. Type of so it's it's hmm. her way of I think a acknowledging that she um, yes I've gotten some pretty big influencers behind me, hmm. but I'm still here for the people, uh, the will of the people, right? I mean, I don't think we're going to hold that just towards Nikki. I mean, a lot of people just think in when it comes to politics in general and also if you have some big billionaire donor or something like that, you figure it's like what you said, you know, you're going to basically be at the whim of that person. You know, um, I mean, like I said, I I don't know necessarily that I believe aware that Nikki's that type of person and all. But then again, I don't know a ton about it, but I have been liking some things that she has said. I definitely enjoy. I wouldn't say joy, but um. I definitely understand, especially a lot of her international uh, experience, obviously working in the UN, where during the Trump administration and right. stuff like that. So I mean, I definitely think you know of all the people that are on there, I mean, she definitely has got the one up when it comes to anything that has to do with foreign policy. For, yeah, foreign yeah, yeah. policies, absolutely. Well, so I thought it was funny that you know she's taking these barbs uh, left and right from Desantes mm-hmm. and Ramaswamy, and it, I think it was a good eight minutes before Christie. Oh, God. Right? And, and so here it is. Haley's taking these barbs. Um, and she just fires back. Uh, they're just jealous of my new donors. They wish they were supporting them. Yeah. yeah, yeah you, you wouldn't hear that, right? I mean, if it was DeSantis getting all these supporters, you know, he would be the one in the bed. Oh, they're just jealous. Or if Ramaswamy is like, oh, yeah, I got these, but... I'm still here for the will of the people, right? But it was just like, gee, guys, thanks for talking about me. I appreciate it. Y'all just... Yes. So I thought that was... She had some snappy comebacks to her. So, I mean, even there was one... um, In my opinion, I think think Vivek caught... It was caught with his hands hands down or with his pants down. Uh, He tried to attack her uh, in regards to her intelligence... And what was unique about it, and I've seen many, many debates, but what I thought uh, that was very unique is that um, Vivek was actually, uh, Ramaswan was actually attacking uh, her, asking her about, you know, whether certain regions, and I think it was in Afghanistan, mm-hmm. and she was saying about, I guess when asked, she did not know what several regions they were to that would actually coincide with the policy, whether she had, I guess, in the, in the event of an act of war, mm-hmm. due to Al-Qaeda or whatever, it might, or the, the Taliban. And he made a comment uh, basically saying, you know, you can ask my third grader daughter or eight-year-old daughter where oh, it was. Yeah. So, so anyway, but... Put it out on a map, but right. Mickey Haley couldn't. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, yeah, exactly. Which, well, I mean, that was a pretty darn good jab. But what was unique about that situation in the, in the segment is that Chris Christie, governor of New Jersey... Came to her defense. I know, wasn't that weird? I thought that was the strangest thing. I'm like... Wait, aren't you, I mean, you're the guy who has said the least amount up until this point. You're the one who said the least amount during this debate. And he comes up and he's defending here. He's like, you know, it's insulting. I've known I've known Nikki for 15 years yeah. and now like that. You shouldn't insult her intelligence. It's not right. Da, da, da. And I mean. I mean, we both looked at each other. And the instantly that came to my mind is if you win, can I be your VP? Yep. 
It's like, well, yeah, I remember you telling me that. It's like, I mean, yeah, it's like, well, you know, that was a campaign. Uh, <laughs> that was kind of weird, kind of yeah, awkward. It was, it was weird. And I mean, she just sat there, you know, with her, with the smile, her normal little, you know, turn the head smile. And well, you know, and talking about Ramaswamy, right? He he uh, hammered her saying that uh, Haley is too hawkish on not, on uh, national security, calling her more fascist than President Joe Biden's administration. Which Republicans typically portray as too far to the left, mm-hmm. um, saying that he would that she would send um, uh, kids to die. I mean, it was just. I mean, it was just ridiculous mm-hmm. at, at that point. But the but the Christie statement, yeah, that was uh, still still really odd. Yeah. Um, you know, and Christie has been Governor Christie has been our former Governor Christie has been quoted as saying, "I'm in this race because the truth needs to be spoken about Trump, um, who advised the former presidents for years, but has since turned on him. There is no bigger issue in this race than Donald Trump." Um, uh, maybe I don't. You know, I don't know. Obviously. Trump not showing up to any of the debates because he's so far ahead. Mm-hmm. I hate to give credit where credit is due on this one, but that's smart. Why would you... I'm so far ahead of you guys, I don't need to participate in these debates, right? I think it's almost because, you know, uh, for, I mean, pretty much every week, he is doing some type of rally somewhere in the country every single Saturday. And so... Maybe it's a thing. It's just that you know you have between um, different uh, stations, whether it's Fox News or you have a lot of uh, there's a there there is a uh, a channel on YouTube and all that seems like it's like Red State something or so. They're always they always have people there at any of his rallies and such. And maybe that's what it is. Maybe he just thinks, and I'm not agreeing with it or or, or not. Um, but maybe what it is that he thinks that maybe he gets his, he's getting his message out enough that people who are Republicans, you know, are actually getting where he's starting, you know, where, where he actually wants to work. So, I mean, because I've thought myself is like kind of like, you know, well, you know, part, at some point it's like, you know, Donald, you're going to have to show up and be able to do that. But the question is, is when? And that's what I'm wondering. I wonder if he's thinking I wonder if he's thinking that these rallies are my for lack of it, just my debate to say, hey, this is what I think, this is my policies, and this is what we're going to do. So what's your thoughts? I think he's just like, you know what, I'm going to let you guys work it out. I'll see you at the convention. I know I'm going to get the debate, or not get the but get the nominee. I think that's right. fair. Right, I think that's... Um, I, I think that's his stance at, at this point. I mean, you look at the... Without parties. even saying it. Yeah, without even saying it. Mm-hmm. Um... You know, it's 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 kind of sad that he has overshadowed uh, the debates from his legal with regard to his uh, legal cases that are mm-hmm. taking place, right? Because the unique thing about that is, that, and that's what I find strange, that he gets all these indictments, right? Right. And yet, every time he's got an indictment, it's like his numbers go up. Like I, I'm having a hard time going. Like, yeah, how does exactly. that even happen? Exactly. It's like. You know, so so then then we turned to Desantis, right? Mm-hmm. And he was definitely uh, sidestepping 
questions uh, left and right the entire evening. Mm. And at one point, Christy just turned to him. He's like, will you answer a question? <laughs> right? So he, he, uh, DeSantis was asked, would he send the U.S. military into Gaza to secure hostages? He didn't say. Um, he said that uh, Ron gets asked, uh, Christy said, Ron gets asked a question and he doesn't answer it. He said, when you're president of the United States, you're not going to have a choice on whether to answer a question or not. You can't give a 90-second speech about your military service. Right. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. That is fair. I, you know, that's, that's not on the line. Right? No. He didn't answer. I think that's a legitimate question. He did not answer. Or a legitimate statement. Yeah. He didn't answer anything of, honestly, of real substance. Um, he did uh, manage. Uh, Desantis did manage to say uh, man dresses. Yeah, he had mentioned that uh, earlier. He said that uh, is it all Middle Eastern men? Uh, wasn't he all Middle Eastern men wear man dresses? So I think if I recall, because wasn't um, he referencing his time in the service, yes, he was. Yeah, he was man guys that were wearing wearing man dresses. Right, were most likely terrorists. And you would well, shoot. okay. I I don't know if he was. I don't know if that's what he was implying, or so. I guess he was just saying that. You know, I guess the typical Arab or uh, Muslim garb, where it looks like you know, so but. Even so, we both, you know, thought it was kind of shocking where that he would use that term. And I'm kind of thinking to myself, like, I know you're like, you're on national television, but part of it is you being able to think on your feet. Right. And that's why I, was, I remember kind of having a little bit of an ick moment, I guess, kind of like, uh, <laughs> bro, you could have thought of something a little different because now... You know, it's like now you have Muslims going like, wait, are you insulting their culture? What is going on? Or so because we saw on Twitter and all, I mean, like hashtag man dresses. Yeah. You know, oh, that, oh, it is all over. Uh, oh, gosh. Yeah, I mean, it, it probably wouldn't take what? Because I remember when I heard it, oh. I got on. I'm like, Tim, Tim, uh, it's all commercial. Let me get on here and see how many trends like that. Oh, gosh, that did not take long. It's like, I mean, hashtag man dresses was everywhere. And, I mean, people calling him a Neanderthal and yeah. stuff like that. I'd probably say that's the one time I thought what he really did not do very well. I think in the beginning of the debate where I thought he did a really good job when he started getting to the point where he said the man dresses. And it seems like he he wasn't answering questions, especially when, you know, um, especially when Christie was directing. Like you said, he literally faced him. He turned to his left. You know, so where he was standing, and he says, he basically asked him four or five times, like, you know, what do you feel about this, this, and this? Now, in regards to the question, especially dealing with Gaza, um, I would think that anyone would be smart enough to know the American people does not want to have boots on the ground dealing with the Gaza conflict. Oh, for sure. Okay, so because we just got done with a war several years ago, and I think it's also a thing where it's like we have to start you know getting to the point where when do we start feeling right. like we're we can't be the world police anymore i had so i had a friend of mine tell me that a little bit earlier today and he's like 
He's like, Rich, you know, it's like, I'm tired of us thinking about us being a world police. Why can't we just, you know, take care of ourselves? But regardless of that, you as the United States president, potentially the uh, the president of the United States, has to be able to give a firm answer. Agreed. Uh, you know, on what's going on instead of kind of ducking and dodging. No, we don't want you dancing like Fred Astaire. We need you to actually answer the questions. Right. So it, it uh, so this is right from an AOL uh, article on the GOP debate, Ron DeSantis. Um, Ron DeSantis was answering a question at the debate um, that he at, that he'd authorized shooting drug su- smugglers coming across the southern border. When I was in Iraq, the Al Qaeda wasn't wearing a uniform. You'd see anyone walking down the street. They all had man dresses on. Yes. You didn't know if they had a, a bomb, an IED attached or not, DeSantis said. Right? See, see, it Tim, wasn't the first time he had used the term man dresses in an apparent reference to a, a FOBI, a T-H-O-B-E. Um, he has used the term on the stump, including in Iowa and South Carolina, um, he said in in Iowa in July, DeSantis talked about Marines being deployed in Ramadi, not knowing the next person coming down the street wearing a man dress had a bomb attached to it or not. I mean, I don't know if I want to say that I think he's trying to say that everyone who wears that type of garb is a terrorist. But I but I understood when he's trying to say like, okay, you don't know what the enemy looks like. I mean, that's what guerrilla warfare is. Right. Guerrilla warfare is you don't know what the enemy looks like. The reason why the Viet Cong War were so successful on, on Tet and all those different um, uh, military uh, military days were in Vietnam is because you didn't know what it you didn't know who it was. Where I mean, the girl that might be the prostitute is the same one where it's trying to that that's trying to kill you and everything while you're sleeping. You don't know who it is. So I do agree with what I think the term he used was not right. And I can understand how you can see some people being right. insulted and all, but I don't necessarily agree with saying that he meant that, like, basically, if you wear that, you probably are, you know, a terrorist. You just don't know who your enemy is. I So that I completely uh, agree with that. And so, I mean, it just it just continued on. But mm. then something interesting happened, and this caught a lot of... Uh, attention online uh, and it was being mentioned during the uh, debate uh, about Operation Warp Speed. Okay. And so what had happened um, during the debate they said for about eight minutes the screen went blank. It went blank? Did I remember that? Uh-huh. So we didn't see it because we were watching it yeah, because I don't recall that at all, really. Yeah. So it was interesting. So I'm, I'm looking at it right here. It says GOP, GOP debates COVID vaccine injury liability talk. So what they were saying there is um, Big Pharma has not, um, is basically immune to lawsuits that anybody may uh, experience from side effects or anything like from the COVID vaccine. Right, right. right. And so it was interesting um, when they started talking about Operation Warp uh, Warp Speed, screens were blacked out due to technical issues. Oh, boy. Here we go. 
And so ultimately what happened is, is they were talking about um, should corporations be held, you know, big pharma essentially be held liable um, if, you know, if injuries and stuff were to, um, you know, be experienced from the COVID vaccines. Right. And it, it was very interesting when they talked about that. Um, but the fact that it that screens um, went blank or they were shown, hey, uh, we'll be back and or a message um, was shown up um, that said, hey, technical issues. And so Megyn Kelly, the Trump administration and private industry developed um, the COVID vaccine in record time, right? And she goes on to say that nobody has experienced, you know, everybody's immune from those uh, lawsuits or side effects from that. And mm-hmm. so, but this is all happening while the screen, the, these technical difficulties had taken place. Because right? that's what I was going to ask, or were you still able to hear... No. Anybody's was, responses while the screen was going black, so to speak. No, you couldn't. Uh, yeah, that's a little, you know, where I come from, that's that's a little hinky, which means strange. So it, it's out there on uh, Twitter, but it was what's funny is is we didn't see it, and they continued. Yeah, I don't recall seeing that at all. Well, we were watching it online, right? Right. And so it was very interesting to see how that um uh, resonates going forward, right? Because if that particular part, topic, yeah, that topic. Because if you're if you're part of the anti-vax um, group or movement or whatever that is, right? Um, you're like, oh, big pharma, huh? You want to put your faith in? So glad I decided not to take any of that. Yeah, I mean, I am running to some people I've spoken to who uh, don't believe in that, and also, but. I mean, let's just go back to what we do know. We realized where the Pfizer, who created one of the vaccines, had made sure to put policy together that basically says that you that they wouldn't be able to show any of their records for 75 years. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, if you have a government that's supposed to put so much faith into a particular... And I mean, we had, what, three tra- three choices at the time? It was Pfizer, and then it was... Uh, Johnson & Johnson. Johnson and & Johnson. And Moderna. And Moderna, you know. Yeah. So, and pretty much the first one and the third one seemed to be the most... You know, then uh, I guess Johnson Johnson said, I'm out. Yeah. But, um, but it's like, yeah, but my question would be is like, if you're so satisfied or so confident in your product, why do you wait that long to say, yeah, so we're going to give you a product right now that's supposed to help you fight against the COVID, the COVID, uh, against COVID. But we're not going to let you know exactly technically how we did it for to around the time that you probably are too old to even read it. I find it kind of strange. Well, it definitely, because it was all about, um, money, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Can anybody tell me what the stock price was of Pfizer prior to January 2020? Yeah, you'd have to. I'm sure we can do some digging. Probably somebody out there in the Unwoke Nation can write into us and and who might be in stock trading or something like that can let us know. If you're out there, guys, I would love to know that. What was the stock price prior to, to January of 2020 for Pfizer? So the gist of that topic was basically... Uh, 
right now nobody's been held accountable for any of the damage and they're going to try to do it again because right now they're you know they say covid is back on the rise and you're starting to see more people in uh public wearing masks and mm-hmm. stuff right and so trying to push getting the boosters which i never did i was like i'm not doing a booster. i'm not doing yeah yeah and so it's more about accountability but it was uh, i mean it was pretty interesting on that front what had come out of it but i we ended up skipping their uh monologue the final monologue final statements yeah uh, at the end we heard enough. Yeah, we, it was, <laughs> there was enough infighting amongst the kids. It was like, you know what? Enough is enough. They're going to turn this minivan around. <laughs> yeah, I, well, we're just going to just go ahead and take it off the cliff at that point, <laughs> right? Um, uh, it, it just, it felt like it was the Ramaswamy show mixed in with um, question dodging with barbs and attacks at Haley who's clearly ahead and Chris Christie just sitting there like you guys are just a bunch of idiots <laughs> right none of you guys are asking que- or answering questions it's like you know well because Haley blew up Christie mm-hmm. with it her first question it's just like the GOP and the Republican Party just like they don't like you Oh, uh, Megan Kelly? Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, okay. I know that people like to, especially since the, like the last presidential debates and stuff like that before, but you know, a lot of more people are more critical of your moderators. And I think Megan Kelly did a really, I mean, that woman is known for being mad blunt. And she said flat out of where. So she said, it's like, how do you convince Republican voters and everything? So when it's like when statistics show they don't like you. I mean, that I, that was pretty damn savage. So apparently <laughs> he went up during their first uh, off-air break, and he was pissed at her. I, I'm sorry, but it's facts. There's a lot of Republican voters that just don't. And people know, people know Chris Christie as being a hothead. We've known that for over 10 years. So it's interesting. Um, he's basically pissed saying he didn't get enough questions. I, I, you know, I would agree with him on that. I say in the first, I'd say probably in the first eight minutes, he did not. He was, because I mean, even I, I didn't mention it to you, Tim, and all, but, even, but I didn't notice something like that. I'm like, okay, they've spoken to Vivek, they've spoken to Nikki, they've spoken to Ron. And there was a moment in time where we probably got about eight or 10 minutes in, and I'm like, C2 has not said anything. No. So, <laughs> so a direct quote from him, he was mad that he wasn't getting enough questions and he said, I made it uh, I made it up at this stage and I haven't been able to speak in a while and I should have been brought in on that last debate. Hmm. So she... <laughs> So she acknowledged that Christie was upset. She explained that she knew the former governor would eventually get the stage time um, he sought during the debate's second half. She said, uh, we're coming to you. You're going to be happy in the second hour, uh, which I lived up to, according to Kelly. But it's, it's very funny because I'm looking right at this New York Post article, and he's 
literally in their faces saying, I'm not getting enough. Oh, okay. See, there's actual picture too. See, yeah. you know, I, I think what Christy too, um, and I said this to you uh, after we had watched the debate. I think what Christy is, what what's going to keep him around is his bluntness. <laughs> I, I think people will find it entertaining. Do I think that he's the one who go, who has a legitimate chance of winning the president, the Republican? Uh, ticket? No, I don't. Right. So I mean, so I expect him to. Be, I think Vivek will get out. For will give out get out next. I've, I've told you that off air. And also, I think he'll get out next and everything. I don't think he's making enough of his points where to make people want to go. Okay, you know, let's move you forward to where towards the towards the convention. Uh, but yeah, I think people. I think what Chris Christie. I think he's staying relevant because he's being blunt. Yep. And I think for those people who might be, say, tipping the fence on either being a Trump supporter or never Trumper, I think his voice out there, that, that's what I think it is. I think it's more kind of like a crusade of like, okay, I don't like Trump. I don't think he's good for America or whatever case, you know, basically I think that's right. what his his true message is as opposed to saying like, you know, but oh yeah, guys, by the way, I'm kind of running for president. Well, Chris, the likeness, you're probably not going to win it. But right. we cannot ignore the fact of what you had said earlier in regards to what Nikki Haley leading. And so according to CNN, I think a couple weeks ago, uh, they had put a head to head against Biden and they had showed where. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So and they had showed where with um, when they did Biden versus Trump. Uh, and this is CNN. This is why I find it shocking. And I had to bring that up to you. <laughs> and also, so the they communist were. Communist News Network. Yeah, the Communist News Network. And also, and they had showed that Trump was going to would, would win by win against Biden by, I think, four percent. Uh, they said that with DeSantis, or so he would have a little harder of, a, of an issue, you know, but probably be able to take over. But the, but getting to the point was what it said about Nikki Haley. Now it said when it was head to head between Nikki Haley and President Joe Biden, I think it was fifty one Nikki Haley to forty nine, or I'm sorry, uh, thirty nine or thirty seven to Joe Biden. They said it was an it was an astounding amount of a bloodbath, you could say. Uh, that of how much they thought Nikki Haley, if she was the presidential, the Republican presidential nominee, that that she would actually beat Joe Biden. So I'm trying to find um, where it's. I know what you're talking about, and I he, saw it briefly. Yeah, because I was like, wow. I mean. There's a lot, I guess there's a lot of people, you know, and and I mean I can't blame her. She's got to go ahead and ride their, that momentum more Look, so going into, oh yeah, you know, How going into the not? summer. Yeah, I mean right? it's like, you know, but you got to really get out, the, you know, get even more out there of how you can truly, you know, stick to America. See, I think the biggest thing in what what the Republican Party where is that you know they got to get back to its roots. Right. They got to get back to us. Yeah, there's a division that's going on. I'm sure there's a division going on in the Democratic Party as well. But, you know, there's a division going on with a lot of your established type of Republicans, as you and I have discussed before. Right. And people trying to get back to, I don't know if you want to call like the Reagan aspect of, you know, just conservatism and stuff like that. And we're missing that. And so I know some people would blame that on Trump. And I think it's just being able to get everybody on one page seems to be the challenge going into uh, the the general election. So it's interesting. Um, I'm looking at this Newsweek article and um, it says, uh, as I was scrolling down, it says Nikki Haley versus Biden. Some of the most recent polls suggest that former United Nations ambassador Nikki Haley, who also previously served as South Carolina's governor, might be in the strongest position to defeat Biden. Haley also appears to be polling ahead of DeSantis in recent polls, positioning her as a second place to Trump in the GOP field. 
It, uh, the recent Wall Street Journal poll shows Haley leading Biden by a whopping 17 points. Um, the Republican was backed by 51% of respondents while the president was supported by just 34% oh. in a head-to-head matchup. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's saying a lot of words. And I've heard many people think uh, that Nikki Haley would be a better candidate or to go for the Republican Party war. So I'd still would like to hear just a little bit more from her and also because like I said, I, I've mentioned it after we saw the debate. I'm like, you know, this is a two-person race right now between right. Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley. So I'd be very interested to see if they plan on having another talk you know, and duke it out or to see what happens. Um, I think it's the Nikki Haley show, honestly. It Right now, in terms of the debates and who is most likely to put a serious um contender or who could be a serious contender to Trump and who I think could uh beat Trump, but I think she has to get more aggressive um with a mix of candid uh DeSantes and uh, on the other hand, uh, I don't know. And the reason I say that is, uh, did you see um, what DeSante's wife was saying in Iowa? No. About needing old folks to come from other states to come to Iowa. Why? <laughs> Yeah. Why do you want other people from other states to come to Iowa? To do what? And I hope it's not what I'm thinking. <laughs> so, this this is actually a call by the wife of Republican candidate Ron DeSantis for women across the United States to descend on Iowa for its 2024 presidential nominating process prompted a reminder by the state Republican Party that only residents can take part. <laughs> yeah, you can't. You can't, That's that's not. Come on, man. It's like it's like you you can't you can't do that stuff. So it, there's a great. Uh, this is another Newsweek uh, article. It says Ron DeSantis brutally heckled during Iowa campaign event. Oh, did this they was, say why? This was two days ago. Really. Um, with Iowa caucuses now less than a month away, Ron DeSantis' dwindling 2024 campaign. I love how they threw dwindling in there. Ah, uh, playing with the words. Yeah. <laughs> Appears far from taking off in a state after the Florida, Florida governor was heckled during a speech at a town hall in Altoona on Sunday night. He launched his uh, bid in tw- uh, for 2024 in May, uh, but it's his campaign has has failed to pick up steam since then, which I would agree. I don't think that's a a, a fluke by uh, any stretch. Right. Um, we he's it, the quote is um, the Republican governor who launched his bid for twenty twenty four in May, but whose campaign has failed to pick up steam since then, was speaking of his administration's success at the Fireside Grill in Altoona when he was repeatedly interrupted by a woman asking about a sex offender going to school. 
DeSante says, we beat Fauci on COVID. We beat, we beat, DeSante said before being interrupted by a woman asking, then what happened? You have a sex offender going to school. Wow. It goes on to say it was not clear exactly what episode or what issue the woman, what issue the woman was referring to. In Florida, convicted sex offenders are prohibited from living within a thousand feet of a school, mm-hmm. child care facility, park, or playground. Um, it says DeSantis appeared unhappy about the interruption, asking the woman to stop it and telling her, Excuse me, I'm not finished. I'm doing my thing. Oh, boy. <laughs> It said the Florida governor tried to recover from the interruption by telling the woman what happened, saying that Florida is number one rated state for education in the country. The woman, it says in a clip posted uh, on Twitter that the woman can be heard continuing to speak over DeSantis through his attempt at minimizing the distru- the disruption. Hmm. I mean, I guess this is another thing. It's like, you know, uh, as maybe like said, Christy's saying, it's like, you know, you don't have a, you know, you don't have the basically, you could say a phone a friend moment of, you know, when things come up that might be tough. I mean, you got to be able to answer them quickly so that I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, that that could be a, a concern for the DeSantis campaign. Yeah. So let's just add insult to injury, right? Because this isn't the first time that he's been heckled in Iowa. So it says on August 11th of this year, when he was preparing to visit the Iowa State Fair, the Florida governor was heckled by women using cowbells and a bullhorn during his first speech in Menlo, uh, as reported by the New York Times. The women were protesting DeSante's policies targeting, targeting the LGBTQ plus community, gender identity, and education. Okay. So, I mean, I know he's very much about his policy about, you know, I, I know a lot of the liberals are trying to call like the whole don't say gay and all this other stuff. But he yeah. is very much about the education says, you know, about putting certain things that certain things should not be allowed or in the Florida education system. And I understand that. Yeah, I do. I, 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 I agree. Um, so I think to really to sum this all up, um. Nothing ultimately has changed um, from a Republican candidate perspective. Yeah, again, like I said, I just think that it's it's a two-person race right now. I mean, we just had a couple people, you know, weeks before the Tuscaloosa uh, debate where they were just getting out for whatever reason where they just were not going to be the candidates. And uh, I mean, I think that's just what we're looking at. I think we're looking at a Ronda Sanders, Nikki Haley standoff. And... um, you know that person aware where if Trump is going to be allowed to be able to be at the de- the um, the debates or something like that, or where and whoever that person is going to have to be really really tough to be able to because I mean as we know um, Trump has a tendency to come up with brand new names for everybody. He's just <laughs> called it like it is. I mean, I mean I don't know what he's going to call Nikki. I mean I mean Nikki's got to have ones like you know they're going to play the whole thing. It's like yeah, there's got to be something. I mean, it better not be. It better not be something gender gender wise or whatever case may be. Where because I'm sorry, you know, no matter what it is, you're going to need that suburban vote, yep. suburban female vote. So you can't be 
screwing around with that and everything. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm just calling it like it is. He's notorious for coming up with names. Yep. So, is it really a two candidate race? Do you think? I think personally, yeah. when I hear two candidate, I think it's just Trump and Haley at this point. To be honest with you. No, because I understand she's leading right now, and also, but I mean, it's early. Let's, yes. Let's be honest, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's. Well, I mean, because because I mean, I think I think the the national convention war is not going to be till like the summer or something yeah. like this. So we got some time. We've got a lot of time coming up. Um, but it, like I said, I think it's a two candidate race. I think it's Trump and Haley. Um, I think. Ramaswamy will fade out. I think so too. I think DeSantis will definitely uh, fade out uh, as well. I think he'll go by the way of like Marco Rubio mm. did uh, last go round. Um, and I think ultimately it'll just be a money thing for him. I think he'll just run out of cash and then he'll just have to. For who? I think DeSantis will run out of cash, honestly. Oh, I see. I see. Well, you know, there's some people that were having a little concerns where, because, you know, a couple months ago where, you know, there was rumors going out of where so that he was actually letting go of staffers in his campaign. And it's like, oh, you know, yeah. I'm sorry, man, that's the first, you know, if, if there's smoke, there's fire. And, that, and when you start hearing like that in any campaign, you know, so that's been kind of like, uh, you're laying off staffers. I think, you know, you're probably not going to cross this finish line. Yeah. And so I, I would agree with that. And so... Unwoke Nation, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear your thoughts on this topic. Are we uh, on point, way off, um, somewhere in the middle? Uh, let us know. You can reach us at feedback at unwoketheshow.com. Again, that's feedback at unwoketheshow.com. Rich, as always, it's a pleasure uh, discussing these topics with you, man. I'm looking forward uh, to doing our seasonal wrap-up. And as always, guys, uh, stay unwoke. See you, guys. Ciao.